Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is the Beat Question, the show that gives you too much information on who the toughest, meanest, most nefarious mobster is in the Big Apple. And no, we do not mean the creepy Times Square Elmo, but Ugh. he is definitely certainly up there. Don't, yeah, don't let your kids near that thing. It's freaky. Oh no, it's, it feels very, it's very creepy. Probably has lots of sicknesses. I don't know. Sorry, I shouldn't talk about shit about a person. Cut that out. My name is MT, and I'm here today, of course, with my brother, off-screen producer, Brandon. What's going on, Brandon? Hello, MT. So happy to be here today. Uh, great to be back on Big Question with you, and I'm very hey. excited for what we're going to talk about. New series, right. baby. New series. New series, Hawkeye! Hey, hey, Haley Steinfeld season is in, baby. It's in. <laughs> it's, the, it's the reason for I the think... season. It's why It's why everyone gives each other gifts around this time of year. Oh, is it's that why? It's that why? Yeah. It's not because our, our Lord Jesus Christ was born? Come on, MT. Come on. You better watch your mouth. <laughs> They're going to leak MT's this. MT's going to get canceled. Oh, anyway, boy. hit me with that big question, Brandon. Okay, MT. So as you're saying, we got a new show on Disney Plus, Hawkeye. It's finally out. We got the first two episodes. What a what a Thanksgiving miracle it was to get two oh, yes. fresh episodes right next to my <laughs> stuffing and my mashed potatoes and gravy. Delicious. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I really like about this show is that, you know, it's, it's focusing on just kind of a little incident in New York City. It's not a world-ending event. We don't got giant space gods being born out of the earth. We don't got holes opening up in timelines. You know, this I is mean, just like a it's little... it's kind of world-ending for some people, like Clint's family. I mean, Yeah, okay, Christmas... well, if one family's got to get their Christmas ruined, I think that's okay, okay? <laughs> then so uh, be it. <laughs> so be it. If one Christmas, one family gets a bad Christmas, I'm so sorry. Uh, so we have this, like, this threat, this new threats in New York City. It's a little, little some crime syndicates, some mobs going on. The secret ingredient is crime. That all leads us to this week's big question, MT. When it comes to organized crime in New York City, who's the boss? Who's oh, the big boss? Who's the boss? Who's, who's the, boss? the boss? Yeah, we gotta make, it's time to make, like, Tony Danza and figure out just who is right. the boss. Because Marvel Comics are full of nefarious gangs and crime syndicates working their way through the grimy streets of New York City. And with the new Hawkeye series in full swing, we're finally going to get a look at some of these groups now being officially inside of the MCU, which is really great. So we see you Netflix series. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But let's start off with the first group that we've officially been introduced to in this series. And bro, I know you know what I'm talking about, bro. It's going to be the Tracksuit Mafia, bro. Come on, bro. It's my favorite on, gang. Bro. The number one <laughs> gang in, the in Marvel Comics. I'm glad they're here. Um, they uh, rival Hydra, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> They're dealing with some difficult issues. I, I appreciate the honesty of the tracksuit mafia. Right? You know, it's, it's tough to find a good warehouse these days. They're all exactly. getting bought up. Gentrification is ruining everything. <laughs> it's true. And as a kid who went to a Christian private school from uh, grade 5 to 12, uh, uniforms are really great mm, at uh, yes. uniting a, a group of people. I love and uh, just killing all creativity and individuality just completely... It's great for that. I mean, it's um, great. Anyway. You know, it's, a lot of times these gangs in comics, they go a little overboard, you know, right? you know, with the Joker, all of his men always have to have like face paint on and stuff. No, just get like a nice outfit that you can all buy. You can get it in exactly. your size. It's great. It's comfortable. It's functional. It's got pockets. I mean, what a right? great, what a great uniform. I mean, like Shades was wearing his shades all the time and Luke Cage was like, bro, <laughs> we're indoors. What, what are you doing? Yeah, I, uh, that's not smart. The Tracksuit Mafia, also known as the Tracksuit Draculas in the Matt Fraction Hawkeye comics. This series is 
take inspiration from are a group of enforcers with vaguely Eastern European origins. And it's clear to see that these guys are pretty low level since they're the only ones getting their hands dirty. And it's really interesting to know that in the secret auction scene in the first episode, the auctioneer says, Now you may recall the Ronin decimated the criminal underworld of this city, almost completely annihilating the status and power of the head of organized crime. And so that puts this series in a really interesting situation where older embedded NYC crime groups may have been completely wiped out, leading to a power vacuum. And the Tracksuit Mafia might be the only low-level gang in town at the moment, or at least the most, you know, competent low-level one. <laughs> I may be an idiot, <laughs> but I'm not stupid. And we should also point out that when Clint is talking to Laura about these guys, he says, At least until I... Clear things up with the old tracksuit, friends. Jesus, not those idiots. Yeah, those idiots. I'm not sure how high it goes up, so. And like we said, they're clearly not at the very top of the food chain, and there's plenty of room to go up from them. And in fact, we already saw one person that they're working for, and that is Miss Echo. And she, they seem kind of afraid of her. They're like, um, uh, uh, sorry yeah. to interrupt this, uh, this super loud stuff that you're feeling listening to i don't know how your powers work bro but uh yeah we got a guy uh we got him yeah i mean i guess she, she does have to feel it huh uh yeah, yeah. i do i really like the tracksuit mafia the tracksuit dragons i guess we're calling them the tracksuit mafia in this one you love to see the unity they have you love to see how they all work together they support each other you know it, it is fun but they're clearly not the head of whatever's going on in new york you know these guys are just enforcers right they got to do the dirty work um, mm. But that point you bring up about Ronan is very interesting because, you know, we had this situation where Ronan's running around for five years wiping out organized crime that I'm sure was definitely rising up during during the blip or during the snap. So it is cool to think that, like, he might have, like, kind of cleaned the slate in New York City, right? He mm. wiped out a lot of the bad gangs uh, and now someone is moving in to take over or took over in the absence of all other gangs. Yeah, it's really interesting to see what's going on with those Mafia guys. And I have this weird feeling that the Tracksuit Mafia could be Sokovian. And bro, I know you know what I'm talking about, bro. It's going to be the Tracksuit Mafia, bro. Like, we, oh, that would be We don't be really know where they are in the comics. Yeah. Like, we, they, It's always vague in the comics. So like, with this more emphasis being given on Sokovia in both WandaVision and in Falcon and the Winter Soldier... It just seems that Sokovia has more of a role to play in the MCU. So it makes sense to make the tracksuit Sokovian linked. I mean, I, I imagine at least one or two of them are from Sokovia, right? They could be yeah. all over. They could be from all over Eastern Europe. You know, you come to New York, you know, you try and get a job at Baskin Robbins. It's impossible because they're always looking at your criminal <laughs> history. So you got to join. They always them. find you out. Gotta, they always find out. They always find out. So you got to join the tracksuit mafia because, you know, mm. they welcome all people. All shapes and sizes, as long as you fit into a tracksuit. <laughs> I do also appreciate that Clint's very upfront with Laura about what he's doing. And she knows what's been going on. He's not keeping things from her. She's mm -hmm. always uh, in the know. You know, what he, I like when he true. says he's, he's going to pull a, a, a what do he say? Get caught? I think he said get help. He's going to do a get help. <laughs> <laughs> get help. Get help. Please. My brother, he's dying. Get help. Help him. Hey Laura, I need your help. We need to, we need to get help. I need you. I need you here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's doing a little catch and release, and she's like, "That's Natasha's old move." R.I.P. Natasha. Uh, we'll never forget you. But yeah, I, I do like the relationship they have. I love that he's honest. He's like, "Listen, I got to deal with this problem." You know, mm -hmm. since I I I was running and I killed a bunch of bad guys, and now there's a power <laughs> vacuum. Uh, I'm gonna fix this problem. Whoops. Oops. 
Oops. Hey, man, that's a ride or die wife. He's like, hey, I can tell you about I that know, time right? I killed a bunch of people. And you're just like, it's fine. You were going through stuff. I was dead. It's totally <laughs> fine, Clint. It's totally fine. You know, I was, <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not going to give you a hard time about it. The last thing I'll say about the Trexan Mafia is like, in, in terms of their link to possibly Sokovia, is that they do have the, the, the purple mass right like zemo he did kind of have like yeah yeah it was hard to tell the exact color but i got sort of zemo vibes from that i'm like i mean obviously zemo doesn't have the freaking monopoly on purple masks anyone can wear a purple <laughs> ski mask but i'm just saying like that'd be an interesting link like ha ah, we all are linked with zemo a little bit yeah. who knows oh, that'd be fun maybe they just um, really like him they want to support him Right? It's like, we just think he's really cool. You know, he took down the Avengers. Bruh, he's a cool guy. (laughs) But yes, Maya Lopez, aka Echo, is a Native American with the ability of photographic reflexes. This means that she is capable of perfectly reproducing the physical movements and actions of anyone that she observes. And she also happens to be deaf. And we first see her at the end of episode two, but it's clear that she's going to be a really big presence in this series. And it appears that she is going to be the one giving orders to the tracksuit mafia. So it's clear that she is above them on the NYC crime food chain. But Mm. is she the main boss? Uh, Probably not. One interesting thing to note from the comics at one point, Echo dons the Ronin suit and takes on oh, the persona. And we okay. saw what a big role that infamous ninja suit has played in the series so far. So, could we see Echo become Ronin by the end of this series? I think there's oh, a possibility there. That would be really would be interesting. Really I mean, it was I was kind of fascinated how like important the ninja suit was. <laughs> the fact that I kept calling it a ninja suit kept right. me up. I loved seeing Grills wearing it. Oh my god. <laughs> Bro, this is how you die, Grills. Why? Why, know, Grills? Why do you have to be named Grills? Sorry, continue. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, it's they're they're really like putting a lot of emphasis on like the importance of this suit. It's like the physical representation of Clint's shame and everything. Yeah, it would be really cool if she took on she became like the new Ronin and Ronan kind of sticks around for a little bit. I mean, she could just be Echo. Echo's a good enough name. She doesn't need hey, to take another name. I think anyone wearing that suit would just be badass, so. They should just always be a Ronin around. Like, there's always a Captain America. There should always just be a Ronin. Just, yeah, always just, just be a Ronin. Fighting crime. Like well, that, and man. without, like, the real Taskmaster, because I don't know, you know, post the events of Black Widow, if Taskmaster can still do the Taskmaster thing without the chip mm. or the gas. I don't know. But uh, she echoes the real deal. She's got the ability, so... Um, oh, yeah. And like I, I mentioned this to Eric um, during our Inside Marvel. I think the, the way that she was introduced was might have been purposeful because she was in a red room. They introduce mm. her in a red room. So, okay. like, what if she's linked to the red room and she Ooh. went un- underwent the same types of, um, you know, experiments that the Taskmaster went through? I think that could be uh, Marvel's way of just being like, all right, here's more uh, photographic reflex, people. And in the comics, Maya's dad is killed by Wilson Fisk, who we all know as Kingpin. And she winds up working for Fisk as he's obviously very impressed with her skills. I would want her to work for me. Yeah, just right. saying. Hey, sorry I killed your dad. Please come work for me. You're really cool. <laughs> My bad. Oopsies. Oopsies. Uh, I can make it up to you with money and gainful employment. Sorry. Could this mean that we're going to see some kingpin in this mm. series, Brandon? Could it mm. be? Could it be true? Please let Fingers it be crossed, true. Fingers crossed. Vincent D'Onofrio would not mind, I don't think. Even though the series is already done. You can just, <laughs> just sneak it in and post. Yeah, yeah. Two cares. He'll show up. He'll put him on a green Literally screen. Literally just have, put him in there. have Vincent on his camera phone and just be like, it's and it's me, kingpin. <laughs> And me, don't forget about me. <laughs> As the post credit scene, like, and me, I'm here, goodbye. <laughs> in episode one, when Kate is listening in on Eleanor's conversation with Armand, she hears Armand say, don't you try that on me. I gave you an opportunity. 
I have powerful friends too. Mm. And sure, Armand could be talking about Echo, but a rich and influential guy like Armand probably has even more powerful friends. So yes, let's talk about the elephant-sized man in the room, Mr. Kingpin himself, because it's a huge possibility. Kingpin is, yes. in fact, the undisputed boss of crime in New York City. I don't know if you've ever seen a Spider-Man. I don't know if you've ever played Spider-Man PS4. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've ever just seen Kingpin in the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s. That man is in charge, period. And he was originally introduced in the comics as a foil to Spider-Man. Um, as you can see, clearly, uh, the opposite of spider is wide. <laughs> <laughs> Many spiders are killed by wide shoes, <laughs> objects. Wide. So, uh, you know, it's a very smart choice. A spider's um, greatest fear, wide. Wide. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, he quickly crossed over to mess with any hero that dare step a toe into his business in NYC. How dare you? Yeah. How, dare How dare you? you? How dare you? Jeez. The invisible hand is actually just Kingpin with his huge, right? giant, <laughs> strong hand. And or possibly the hand, the organization. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Mm -hmm. But we don't talk about them or else they'll kill us all. Now, we have seen Kingpin represented in an MCU-adjacent property. And this, of course, being Michael Clark Duncan's portrayal in the 2003 film Daredevil starring <laughs> Ben Affleck. The best uh, Daredevil uh, adaptation there is. Uh, Netflix. Full stop. <laughs> this one. This is Listen, number one. You know, <laughs> you, you can hate on the 2003 Daredevil and that's fine. You're you're certainly allowed to do that. But MCD, you know, he held it down in that one. He Big really ups. did. Big MCD, ups. Michael Clark Darkin's uh, Kingpin was fantastic. I Everything else that about part. that movie is pretty tough. <laughs> Kingpin rules in that movie. While iconic, it's probably not the one that you're thinking of. But more recently, Kingpin was played by, of course... Vincent D'Onofrio from the much-loved Daredevil series on Netflix. And rumors are swirling about that that same Kingpin may be making his way over to the MCU officially. And maybe even Charlie Cox's Daredevil as well. Maybe. 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 Please, Kevin. Please. Please. Like Kevin, Kevin. Please, Kevin, Jeez. if I one above I know all. I ask you for a lot. Bring us Charlie Cox's all I'm Daredevil. Asking you. Exactly. We need Vincent D'Onofrio. I would also take Kaylee Steinfeld as Kingpin. Okay, here we go again. Here we go again. But I'm yeah, just saying she would see, look good in a white suit. She would look good in a white see suit. We want to see Vinny D. We got to see Vinny D. Come back. <laughs> Bring him back. Vinny D was amazing as Kingpin. And I, I literally cannot think of anyone else that is Kingpin. He's literally Kingpin now. I know. The people would go crazy if if they put anyone else in that role. I would not want to be the actor that has to like take yeah. that role right now. He sort of has that like Wolverine factor. It's like... Yeah. Whoever's going to take over for Hugh Jackman is going to be the is going to have a really bad couple months. <laughs> yeah. But they at least they at least like sunsetted that character. I mean, poor mm -hmm. poor Vinny D, they just put him in jail and you're like, "Come on, he's still right there. Just bring him out. Bring him out." It really does seem that Kingpin would be the perfect ultimate baddie to be revealed as the boss of the New York City crime world. But the inclusion of Echo in this series and the fact that it was announced on Disney Plus Day that there will be an Echo spin-off series means that Kingpin's appearance in the MCU is pretty much a foregone conclusion. But yeah. there are some other crime bosses out there that we should consider, including one that we just met very recently. The power broker Sharon mm. Carter killed um, Batroc just in cold blood, How can't even she? believe it. Just because time. Steve Rogers broke your heart, don't do crime. Don't do crime. I want a list of all Steve Rogers' ex-girlfriends or the people that he's, <laughs> they're all he's had a romantic... 
things with and see how many of them have become super villains. Stupid boy think that I need him. <laughs> but then again, Chris Evans is very handsome, so I would probably act up too if he broke up with me. I don't blame you. Sharon Carter, AKA the power broker, could be revealed to be the ultimate boss of the Hawkeye series. And we know that this show is taking place after the events of Falcon the Winter Soldier. So our girl, Sharon Carter, is back on American soil at this point. So that means that the power broker is here too. Not that the power broker couldn't have run her business remotely, but mm. it's probably easier to have secretive and secure meetings face to face rather than, you know, over Zoom. You know, it does seem like they're setting up Kingpin to be the big boss here, but that's a good point, MT. You know, the power broker's back in the US. She's here. Mm -hmm. She could be doing things. She's got government contracts now. So it would make sense for Marvel to have set this up by having, like, you know, introducing Sharon Carter as the power broker in their, one of their more recent series. And then now you have, like, obviously some someone's in charge here. It could be the power broker. It would be interesting, and it would be a cool thing for her to get involved in, but I don't know. It seems mm. eh, maybe, maybe not. It seems like they're saving her for like armor wars or something like that or secret invasion. Having the power broker on U.S. soil is a huge game changer for a lot of things because, you know, she is going to be moving around a lot of products, a lot of like secret weapons and like mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, like you mentioned, armor wars is probably going to center a, a, a lot around whatever Sharon Carter is doing because there's no greater weapon than an Iron Man suit of yeah. armor on this planet right now. Well, um, and we so still don't know what this mysterious watch is that whoever organized exactly. the break-in at the auction wanted. So, like, it could be a weapon that she wants. Who knows? And, of course, we should also consider the Ten Rings because the post credit mm. scene from Shang-Chi showed us that Shai Ling, Shang-Chi's sister, has taken over the long-running criminal organization hiding mm. in the shadows from her father, Wen Wu, who treated her like shit. So good for her. And she's making some changes. And if the series is taking place post Shang-Chi, it could be that the Ten Rings are at the top of the food chain in New York City. And even if they're not taking a visible lead out in the front, they could still be the ones pulling the strings in the shadows. Mm. And we have to assume that the Ten Rings has some sort of presence in NYC already, because it's a major hub in the United States for most businesses, especially in the financial center. Even if the Ten Rings have no presence in the series, they're probably there in the shadows anyway, moving mysteriously. And in episode two, when Kate has her fencing showdown with Jack, he says to Eleanor, it's not the first time someone has tried to take my head off. I mean, what a flex. What a flex, right? When, you know, you're, I, I love you're, him. <laughs> you're engaged to a new woman and she's got, she's got a kid already and it's, it's fine. And the kids, they're not home. It's not like you got to be there to be a stepdad. They, they're off at college already. And then they, and then they show up at dinner and they try and fight you. <laughs> and then you be like, oh, you're so good. I was on. And then, whooping. Whooping. Oh, man, that's badass. That's badass, girl. Right. Watch out. It's like, oh, I was like, wow, you are so wow, sword championships. Oh, that's so funny. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I do this all day. <laughs> oh, champion of your high school, huh? <laughs> I mean, what a flex. I'm actual, what I'm a flex. the actual swordsman. My name's Swordsman. Heard of it? Come on. Given what an accomplished swordsman, the swordsman is anyone that would want to even try to take his head off would have to be a skilled mm. fighter. And we know that the Ten Rings has plenty of those skilled fighters. Or could the threat have come from another crime group like, I don't know, The Hand? Oh. Because we've already discussed the potential for Kingpin to be making the leap from the, you know, the distant Netflix Marvel Universe to the main MCU, because The Hand, of course, are a group of ninjas operating around the world in the shadows, much like the Ten Rings do. 
And in the comics, they've been around since the 1500s and have infiltrated cities around the world. And they even had a hand in the creation of Hydra, which is wow. a pretty shitty hand to uh, have yeah, a not hand a good in thing. Hand. Not something you want to list of your accomplishments. I mean, depending on nope. who you're trying to impress, but uh, it's, done it's a lot true. of damage. It's true. <laughs> a lot of damage. That's a, a lot, lot of damage. damage. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of damage! That was a lot of fun! But yes, the hand played a prominent role in the Daredevil Netflix series, but have not popped up in the MCU, you know, yet. But it might be just a little bit complicated to have them show up now, especially, you know, as they establish the Ten Rings as a very similar type of organization. But mm. they could be easily brought over from the Netflix series. And the MCU could potentially establish that Ronan took them out as part of his, you know, gang-killing crusade during those post-snap five years. And given the long history of the Hand, it's unlikely that they were wiped out completely because, you know, like we said, the Hand kind of Hydra vibes. You know, when you, yeah. when you take out a little bit of the Hand, just another finger grows back. You know, that's how the Hand works, like Hydra. Yeah. It's fingers. hard to wipe out completely those demon worshiping cults uh, that have been around for hundreds of years. It's difficult to do. You can't you can't get them all uh, in it's one true. fell swoop. You got to hunt them all down. Like you kind of said, MT, it's like the hand, the ten rings. They're kind of very similar right now in the MCU. You know, it's like these like kind of secret shadowy organizations. Uh, but Marvel Comics has always been like that, right? There's always like new uh, secret gangs that pop up that have been around for hundreds of years that no one mentioned until this one comic book uh it's just kind of a thing you have to do you always have to make up new bad guys and stuff uh but it would be cool you know to see them come over if they're bringing over kingpin and daredevil from the netflix series does that mean everything comes over i don't know but the hand you know showing up now would be interesting but I, I think it, it is too soon after kind of establishing the Ten Rings as like a similar organization, right? Well, I think a really fun way that you could do it, because I do like this connection, is that, you know, Ten Rings, rings go on hands. So, like, it'd be great That's if true. the Ten Rings and the hands work together because rings and hands were always yeah. meant to go together. So I think it'd be a really fun connection for them to that do actually, that in the show. I do like that. One, it makes sense <laughs> that they would, if both of these groups have been operating in the shadows for hundreds of years, they probably met at some point, you know, at a mm -hmm. bad guy convention or something. And they're like, hey, let's exchange <laughs> crime information. Con. Yeah, yeah. Crime con. <laughs> we'll exchange information. You know, let's talk. You know, like, hey, hey, what are, you know, should we, you know, what about the Black Plague? Should we play a role in that? No, no, yes, no, I don't know. But yeah, they've probably worked together over the years, but it, it would be cool to see them. I, I love this idea of the rings on the hand. That's, that's beautiful stuff. It's really beautiful fun. stuff. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I do. But yeah, if they have the hand, they might as well bring over the foot. You know what I'm talking about? Ninja right. Turtles, baby. Let's saying. go. Let's go. If, if Marvel and Disney are on this crusade to buy things. Go ahead and buy the Ninja Turtles at this point because I would love to see the foot in the MCU. I mean, that like, would be crazy the at the you know the season finale of uh, Hawkeye if it's revealed that Shredder is in charge of everything in New Yo, York City. Yo, I would poop my pants, Brandon. <laughs> I would literally poop would, a turtle size. Would explode, <laughs> bro! I would scream. I would literally. I, I I wouldn't even have to know how it was even logistically possible. Yeah, like, they don't know. have to explain it. They don't have to make it work. Just do it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but no, there's actually one more potential top boss that we should consider here. And this one goes all the way back to Ant-Man and the Wasp. And that is the mysterious buyer that Sonny Birch was working for. Oh. Buying up all that powerful tech. Because we don't yeah. know to this day who this person is. They refuse to answer my emails. They refuse <laughs> to just 
It's like playing who's that who's Pokemon, that but Pokemon? never getting the answer. You know, it's just really annoying. <laughs> who's that powerful buyer of illegal <laughs> technology? It's Squirtle. <laughs> Mysterious buyer could be the one at the very top of the NYC crime scene. And maybe mm. it's someone that we've already mentioned, or it could be a new character entirely. Yeah, the MCU has kind of introduced this, and I feel like they purposely were very, uh, we'll resolve this at some point. It's almost like a, <laughs> sitting in a, a little glass box on the wall, and they can break the glass when they need a, they need a new <laughs> bad guy or something. And when they eventually do reveal it, I mean, it'll be great, and everyone will lose their mind. You ever heard the name Wilson Fisk? <laughs> Especially if we see Sonny Birch again, uh, mm. you know, love Walton Goggins, would love to see him come back to the MCU. Wally Goggs. But yeah, it could be, you know, the mysterious buyer could just be the power broker, it could be Kingpin, or they could just make it a whole new bad guy. Uh, but I like the connection here because, yeah, again, they're stealing this like mysterious watch. It could be a piece of powerful technology and it could be this buyer. So yeah. I would love to see that come back uh, and get that paid off finally. I, I, I honestly, I feel like the, uh, Sonny Birch's buyer could be related to Roxxon in some way. Oh, that would also be very fun. Yeah, you know, you know that Roxxon was in you know Loki, and mm -hmm. Roxxon is this huge energy corporation, and quantum energy is this huge thing. So I just feel like Roxxon might even be working with some of these uh, criminal underworld people to, could it be, to get. Could it be Justin Hammer pulling the strings from the shadows? Hey, who knows? It's been a while. Maybe he's out of prison. He only tried to um, blow up Stark Expo. I'll give you like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. And then the world almost ended like twice, and now uh, right? Tiamat's come out of the ground. I'm sure they're releasing a few prisoners for good behavior. Hey, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? You're excused. The existential crisis every person on Earth should be having every day. Right? Uh, <laughs> based Bro, on the I events really of the last like, five that. years <laughs> is just insane. I'd be done. I'd be done. When Arishim showed up in the sky to those people in that park in London, I can't just imagine like going home to your wife and being like, I can't do it anymore. I just can't live anymore. <laughs> Bro, it's my number one fear seeing a big face in the sky. Everyone knows this man. I would literally... You Die. gotta go to work the next day. You gotta like answer emails and you're just like, there's giant space gods. Why am I dealing with like, my Outlook calendar? Nothing would matter. Nothing would matter. <laughs> I wouldn't give a shit about anything. I'd be I like, yo, care. if I had a shitty boss, which I don't, if I worked in an office and I had a shitty boss, just cover like, yo, I would just cover. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> still got a job tomorrow. Woo! <laughs> I would, I would literally cuss out my boss and then leave. I'd just be like, yeah, yo, yeah. this. Like it, space gods just threatened my life. I'm leaving. That is a brief list of who could be the big boss of New York City crime. But who do you think it could be behind it all, Brad? And who do you think is actually behind it all? Uh, I want, you know, I want it to be Kingpin deep down in, in my heart of hearts. I really want it to be revealed to be Kingpin here. Um, but I'll go to him. I, you know, I think it could be the power broker. They've kind of done this little setup. They brought her back to America. I love this idea that she could be revealed to be the big boss at the end. I don't think everyone would love that. You got that right. But it, it could be fun. It could be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, because like in Falcon the Winter Soldier, the power broker was always this mysterious force. Mm -hmm. And we never really got a whole look of like how she actually moves. And right. Like, you know, what she actually does beyond, you know, killing people that betray her. I think I'll have to, I'll have to steal yours too, because it, it does make sense for 
for her to play a role here. But I mean, we would love it to be Vinny D, baby. Come on, hey, come on, you can do Vincent it. Vincent let's go! You can do it, you can do it, Feige. Whoa. You can do it. You don't have to explain everything about Netflix and how it works. You don't have to explain it, just bring it back. Yo, even if the power broker was working with Kingpin, which would make a lot yeah, of sense. I would love that too. Let's make it happen. Both of them Book together. It. Book bro. it, ship it, let's go, here we go. I, sh <laughs> I ship it together. <laughs> Vanessa, we don't need Vanessa. Yeah. Share Vanessa. it. <laughs> Vanessa. Oh, hello. Hello, Sharon. Hello. Nice hello, to meet you. Sharon. Oh. Do you like plain white paintings? It's my only... <laughs> the only thing I need you to do is like plain white paintings. That's it. She's like, I love plain white men. So, <laughs> so I guess plain white paintings. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. No, that it's very true. Nice. <laughs> Steve is as milk toast as they come. But before we continue, there is a new latest obsession shirt over at newrockstarsmerch.com inspired by Hawkeye. And it's a really cool design and there's a limited supply. So grab one really quick before you'll need, you know, an exploding arrow to get your hands on one. And they recently had the vault open for their Black Friday event. And maybe that vault is even still open. Could it be? Could it still maybe? be open? Is it possible? We'll find out. Who knows? <laughs> you never know where we're gonna shut the vault for good. But either way, find that shirt and tons of other great merch options inspired by Loki, Spider-Man, and other cool nerdy ass properties over at newrockstarsmerch.com. It's the best one-stop shop for all your nerd needs like this shirt. I love this shirt so much. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the people that help us bring Big question to you. People like Notion. With so much work being done remotely, including here at New Rockstars, it's never been more important to make your team work fast and stay aligned. And you need one hub where everyone can share work, manage projects, and collaborate with clarity. Notion provides one central and customizable workspace that can be tailored to fit any team and bring all teams together to get more done and move faster. And Notion is an all-in-one team collaboration tool that combines note-taking, document sharing, wikis, project management, and much, much more into one space that's simple, powerful, and beautifully designed. And plus, Notion has a worldwide network of millions of users creating templates, tutorials, and new inspiration. And the product is getting better all the time, and you'll always have the support that you need. So find out how Notion may be the missing piece that your team needs to grow and get more done. Learn more and get started for free at Notion.so. And you can check it out on your own and invite as many folks as you want to see how it works and take the first step towards getting an organized, happy team today, again, at Notion.so. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. The weight of debt can be like a celestial standing on your back. And boy, are they big and certainly heavy. <laughs> Upstart can help lift that weight and get you on your path to financial freedom. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Pay off credit cards, consolidate high interest debt, or fund personal expenses with Upstart. Over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart considers factors other than credit score, like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. Receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash big question. That's upstart.com slash big question. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Upstart.com slash big question. While you're shopping for holiday gifts, you don't want to forget about folks purposely on your naughty list. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about that bedroom naughty. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's where our friends at Adam and Eve can help. And they've got all the naughty gifts that you and your partner are going to love. They have 24-7 customer service 
and 90-day no-hassle returns. They ship in discreet packaging that no one is going to be silently judging at your doorstep. And Adam and Eve is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year, and 20% of their profit goes to fight the spread of HIV around the world. We've all heard about supply chain issues and delivery issues every day on the news, so don't wait on your Adam and Eve order. Shop now and shop early and hurry while supplies last. Go to adamandeve.com and use code QUESTION to get 50% off one item plus free shipping in the US and Canada. And some exclusions do apply. Again, that is adamandeve.com and use the code QUESTION to get 50% off one item plus free shipping in the US and Canada. Adam and Eve, it's time to get it on. Now it is time for our bite-sized questions, Brandon. Are you ready? Hum, num, 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 num. I'm ready for these tasty bite-sized questions. Mm. <laughs> Almost like a, uh, what do you call those things? A uh... An amuse-bouche? Oh, okay, fancy. Those things that they make on the, the microwave, the children. For the children. An hors d'oeuvre? No, the, 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 the. A Tostino's pizza roll? Yeah, the pizza rolls, there we go, the Tostino's. I prefer a bagel bite. Pizza on a bagel. Pizza on a bagel. Well, Brandon, how does Captain America's shield stick to his back? And this is from Kang Variant on Twitter. I know you, Kang Variant. Thank you for being an amazing supporter of the channel. <laughs> well, 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 Kang Variant. Uh, this is a, a very popular question regarding Cap's sometimes magical acting shield right after, you know, the, the question, how the hell does this thing just bounce right back to him? Uh, it's science. I can't explain it. It's science. Spider-Man said it best. That thing does not obey the laws of physics at all. No, it doesn't. It don't. It don't. But how does that iconic shield just like so cleanly and securely just stick to Steve's back or whoever's wearing it? Just pops right on there, right? Um, we've seen multiple characters from Steve Rogers and most recently Sam Wilson all wear the shield on their back with ease. But how are they doing it? How are they doing it? The simplest answer is probably magnets. Dude, you know, magnets, how do they work? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> you know, in the Age of Ultron, we saw how Cap used magnets to make the shield stick to his forearm, though he appears to only ever use that forearm magnet thing in Age of Ultron. Like, it never really came back. Like, every other time we see inside the shield, he's, like, using the straps, you know. Yeah, in Endgame, that iconic, like, strap tightening right before he takes on the mad titan it wouldn't be effective cinematically if it was just like magnets like we want to see that just right. strapping it in he's ready to go to battle <laughs> so it, it feels like you know cap tried out the magnets for that one fight and was like tony i appreciate this this is really nice but it's not my it's, it's not my vibe. too much technology man i can't deal with this technology i like my uh belt straps from the uh yeah i like the, i like to feel the leather on my skin yeah. um <laughs> that doesn't mean he's not using a magnet to hold it the shield on his back um mm. but given like the kind of concave nature of the shield right if the magnet's like in that little centerpiece of his harness it would have to be like a really strong magnet to hold the shield there without directly connecting to it right so mm. we should also note that in the comics, vibranium is not magnetic. And I know mm. we see Cap uses electromagnets to hold the shield on his arm. So it's possible that they added some like ferrous metal to the inside of the shield mm. to make the, those magnet things work. But again, also vibranium in the MCU might be magnetic. I don't know. It's tough to say. They have never really said what its like properties are. But we have seen that magnets have worked with the shield in some capacity. 
whether they're attracted to the vibranium or they're attracted to something they added to the shield, they can work. So the other way that the shield could stick to the back is just kind of like a simple hook that like holds the arm strap or something. Like there could be like a little hook that pops out. Mm. Uh, we don't get too many looks at like Captain America's back with the shoulder harness without the shield. But, you know, there have been like pictures of the costume and stuff online. And it's like a right. small peg that was like kind of on the inside of the shield that... You know, some some like cosplayers have done that. They've used like a little peg. If you're a dude who carries the shield around, you practice like sliding it on there or like a little hook that pops out and catches the like leather straps. That could all work. Hey, if we, if there's anything that we know about Steve Rogers, that Steve Rogers loves him a good peg. Um, <laughs> I'll be here all week, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was too good. Was I too did good. it. <laughs> that was great. And then Sam, you know, Wilson's like Captain America wingsuit. It was made by Wakandan, so it has right. all sorts of magical properties. Who knows? They knew the shield had to go back there. It could have like a little nanotech holder that pops out. You know, it could have some sort of like vibranium activated thing. I don't know. Like Sam's Sam's suit, the answer is magic. Uh, but for Bucky and Steve, I think it's just I think it's just like a little physical hook that catches it. Yeah, it's too easy, and it it slides on, and it looks great. It's a movie, folks. I don't know what you want, but. There's something there holding it. <laughs> I actually talked to Kevin Feige the other day, and he said that uh, there's actually a tiny Tinkerbell. Nice boots, Tinkerbell. <laughs> oh, a tiny little Tinkerbell, huh? She's just holding it up with all the restraint. He's like, just like, come, come, hurry up and take it again. Um, and that's so why very, everyone uh, has to clap around Captain America so she doesn't die. Exactly. Sometimes you got to clap back at Captain America. Bring back the girls! <laughs> clap back. That's Civil War. All right, our second bite-sized question of the day is, Brendan, who is the most powerful mutant? And this is from Anna the Intern at our offices. Thank you, oh. Anna. She's wonderful. If you guys don't know Anna, just follow her on Twitter. Yes, please. She's wonderful. She's a wonderful person. Wonderful person. And a great question. It really takes me back to my days on the playground in middle school, arguing amongst my friends who the most powerful mutant was. I was always, always, always on Team Magneto, especially when you got them juiced up on that kick. You know that, oh, that, that mutant drug? <laughs> he gets all he gets all jacked on kick. He's ripping all the pipes out of the ground. He's taking over New York City. Hell yeah, Magneto. But who is the most powerful mutant MT? You know, mm. people always say like Professor X, Jean Grey, Apocalypse. I mean, he's pretty powerful. Ever heard of him? Took over Egypt. There are so many to choose from. But thankfully, Marvel Comics has provided an, an answer on just who the most powerful mutant is okay mm. from history of the marvel universe number three back in 2019 we learn that franklin richards the son of reed richards and sue storm is the most powerful mutant full stop mm. boom there's your answer and this factoid if you don't believe it take it up with the guy who said it okay it comes directly from the mouth of galactus himself okay oh my god so galactus? that's like gospel truth galactus knows a thing or two about power okay he tells yeah. franklin that he's the most powerful mutant ever born and that as galactus is consuming worlds so do you build <sighs> franklin richards is of course he's like extremely powerful because his parents reed and sue they got bombarded by that cosmic radiation they're not mutants right. their dna got altered by that cosmic power so it resulted in franklin's dna being affected and so he was right. born a mutant. And if you didn't know, Agatha Harkness was his nanny and protector when he was a little baby boy. Right. Ever heard of her? She's pretty powerful, too. <laughs> uh, like, there was this whole crazy story, I think. And this was, like, back in the 60s, I believe. Reed has to go to the negative zone to get this, like, powerful control rod because Sue's freaking out when she's pregnant. It was all this crazy stuff. 
The baby gets born. And he I need the out. control rod because my wife is just my way wife, too pregnant. Uh, she's got cravings. I don't know. She's disappearing. <laughs> Things are happening with her blood. I don't know. He gets born. He's a mutant. And like his powers manifested at like a super early age. Whereas like most mutants, you know, it doesn't happen until puberty. Right. Like Franklin, right, right out the gate, he's like a powerful mutant. What can he do that's so powerful, you might be asking? Well, I'm glad you asked. He has the power to like warp reality as he sees fit. And he even has wow. the power to like create entire universes. He's basically like the Scarlet Witch, but he's like a little more in control of it right from the get-go. And even like Celestials have recognized that Franklin has a power that rivals their own. Celestials were like, this boy is powerful, okay? So yeah, no reason to have any more playground arguments. Franklin Richards, he's the boss. He reigns supreme. He's the most powerful mutant. Watch out for him because he's coming for you. He's coming for you, yourself. You. We're talking about you. He's coming for you. (laughs) I don't know what you did to have beef with Franklin (laughs) Richards, but he's coming. This is 100% true because Franklin Richards is literally one of the most powerful characters that Marvel has ever made. Now it is time for my favorite part of the show, Brandon. It is time for the box of scraps. (gasps) Box of scraps. The box of scraps. Box of scraps. Box of scraps. Alfred, get the box of scraps. Alfred, (laughs) I need you, Alfred. Alfred, get the box of scraps at home. Alfred, let's put it in the back. We'll be Alfred. What good is it doing all those push-ups if you can't even lift a box of scraps? (laughs) But Brandon, Mm. if you were the head of the most powerful small-time crime syndicate in New York City, what would your game be called and how would you make money? Interesting. So we're talking like small, petty crimes. We're the the king of petty crimes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Here's what my gang do. Do. Here's what my gang is going to be doing, okay? We're called the Serial Boys. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. We go into grocery stores, maybe in the cover of night, maybe in broad daylight. Who knows? And we go to the cereal aisle and we cut open cereal boxes from the bottom and we take the toys out of the cereal boxes, all the surprises, all the little goodies. We're taking them right out of the Lucky Charms, out of the kicks, out of the tricks, out of the Fruity Pebbles. We're taking all the toys. (laughs) No bigger trick than that. We sell those toys on the black market. Okay. We're the cereal boys. You better watch out. You better not mess with us or you'll wind up with a toy in your throat dead. Oh, well, my we God. Because we're small I, time. Like we're think, small time. But, we, you know, that's what we do. I like to think that Sonny Birch is dealing with the cereal boys like, hey, where's our cereal of toys? What's going on here, boy? Well, we sell all those toys and we use that money to buy <laughs> illegal black market technology. It's a perfect business model. Oh, my God. That's a good one. I love it. I love it. You know what I would do? I would hire a bunch of uh, I would hire the children. To go around, uh, it's the, all the orphans of the city, and be like, hello, orphan children, here's what we're going to do. I'm only doing this because there's a DC villain called the, by the name of the Penny Plunderer. Uh, okay. And so I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have all these kids go around finding pennies, and then bring me the pennies, mm. and then we'll use the pennies to build up a crime empire, and then use the, uh, the pennies that we do find to throw them at people. Oh, and okay. and it will have a penny gang just based off the penny plunderer from DC Comics, and it'll only be orphans because they don't have parents, and I'll be the, their <laughs> These penny poor orphans, their penny parent. <laughs> I think this is the plot of Oliver Twist. I never read it, but I'm this pretty sure it. it is. <laughs> I'll be the penny father, penny father, MT, penny oh, parent. I mean, you should be the penny pinchers, right? You should be the penny. Yeah. Oh my, oh my God! Perfect. See, now you're you're running marketing now. 
Oh, the penny okay. pinchers. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But that is it for this episode of Big Question. I, of course, want to thank off-screen producer Brandon for joining me this episode. Please follow him at Grinnenberg on Twitter. He's a wonderful man. You can follow me at Mastertainment on Twitter if you want to see me tweet some weird shit. And, of course, follow New Rockstars here on YouTube and on all other social media platforms. And, of course, make sure to hit that notification bell so you can get notifications every time we upload a video. And if you want to continue the conversation, our new Rockstars Discord server is now open to the public. And we've made some channels available to non-patrons so you can be part Part of the broader community of new rockstars fans on discord if you're over 18 and interested and please be sure to be over 18 because <laughs> you can't be under 18 uh, search for the new rockstars discord server and join the conversation thank you guys again for watching and we'll see you guys later goodbye bye <laughs>